there is no passion, there is no vision, there is no aggression, there is no fucking mindset in this football club. Nothing is there. Welcome back. We're like Steve from Blues Clues back here for the second season of the Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Connor, known as uh, this season, the Covidiots. Joined, as always, the legend, Mr. Randy Yim. What's up, Randy? Man, what is up? Steve from Blues Clues, coming back from college. Coming back from college, just like the rest of us, right? Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's a special year this year. It's a milestone. We, this is our 13th year. Why is it a milestone for 13? Because it? it's uh, after 12. It's higher. <laughs> it's higher, so we're going to say it's, it's a new milestone. It'll be a milestone every single year. Exactly, exactly. Well, well Randy, How you doing, brother? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, I'm feeling a lot better for those of you who weren't on the draft. I, uh, caught COVID on, on a guy's trip with some, uh, fellow team members here, uh, when we were visiting Bend, or I, at least I think I got it in Bend. And while I was, when we did the draft, I was in quarantine, uh, actively COVID positive while I was drafting. Uh, so that was, uh, quite the experience and very little preparation. Uh, but I'm feeling good and, Excited to be back on the pod. I, I was kind of leaning. I talked to you like a month ago. I was not feeling the pod a month ago. And just like, was just like, man, I just like, am not excited to do it. And then once we got into the draft and football season started this week, it was like, all right, we, we got to do the podcast. Like, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's, it's good for the league. How are you doing, Randy? Man, I am good. I'm glad you are feeling better, but I'm sure your COVID time gave you a chance to roster bait across the national football league to prepare your team um but I, i'm feeling good feeling great to those out there thank you for for making us want to do a second season of the pod thank you for all being listeners shout out to amy and the paradis family for being active listeners to to join um because like like Connie said this was we were thinking about not doing it to once every quarter to now Breaking news, we're coming back every single week for y'all. Yeah, we, we, we got to give the people what they want. That's right. You know what the people really don't really want? What do they want? It's for Kristen to not win another championship. <laughs> well, well, maybe as a recap, Kristen, back-to-back champion. Hopefully she's uh, finally got her hands on that trophy. I was uh, the loser, big loser of the year, but I, I don't think I had to pay any shipping fees because the trophy stayed in the same city, which was very convenient for me. Uh, but I know we changed those rules a little bit now. It's going to be the last person, last place in the playoffs, not just the regular season. So the, the playoffs are going to matter for everybody. Everyone's going to have something to win and or lose uh, this season, which I think will make it exciting and just a little bit extra to play for. Definitely. I will say and vet that she does have the trophy. It was looking glorious at her housewarming party slash birthday party. So um, she has it. And uh, I hope she's ready to give it away to someone else this year because it's not staying at her house. <laughs> well, Randy, what we used to do in the last years, we, we always gave an update. We ask everyone like what's been going on in their life. Right. And we haven't done a podcast, which is like mind blowing that we haven't done this show in eight months. Um, but you have a lot of exciting news in your life. I feel like you're uh, 
your your relationship status has changed this in in the past eight months. So uh, what's been going on with you, Randy? And well, I no longer have a roommate. Uh, I now have a fiance. Woo! And that is, that is an exciting achievement. Um, and it is, it is fun wedding planning. I think, you know, we got engaged beginning of June and now we're like 85% done planning the wedding. Oh, yes. Uh, which is, which is amazing. So pretty awesome to see, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're growing up, right? Growing up. So yeah, pl planning wedding much the, the biggest thing. Planning a wedding is not easy. So to be 85% done means you're probably done with 85% of uh, the disputes and decisions, which is very nice. Uh, getting over all of those hurdles. I mean, they, they always say, if you can plan a wedding, you can survive the marriage. And so um, congratulations, Man. Randy. We're all very excited for you and to Anne. Thanks. Thanks, brother. But let's get back to football. I mean, let's also recap last Saturday. A Ducks freaking win versus Ohio State. It was amazing. That jump in the polls to go to number four was absolutely amazing to see on Sunday. Yeah, I assume everyone here listening to the pod was uh, following our fellow Ducks at Ohio State. Just I, had, I don't know when the last time I felt th that little confidence going into any game. Um, I really just thought we didn't stand a chance. I'm trying, yeah, like even, I mean, all the national championship games, all of the Rose Bowl games, there's just not very many. I mean, maybe one of those UW games, but those, that was when we were bad, right? Like when we got blown out by UW, maybe that was the last time I was like, oh man, this is not going to go well. Uh, I was not feeling confident. I was lucky enough. Um, Randy hooked it up for breakfast at his house, making some spam and eggs for me and Amanda to watch the game. And I think that was just a good luck charm. I know a bunch, bunch, bunch of uh, the crew here on the podcast also had a little viewing party, which looked like a ton of fun, and uh, it it's made the season very, very exciting now. Yeah, let's let's continue the momentum. Let's help our ducks uh, continue to win streak, and and I won't say anything any further because I don't want to jinx anything. But let's <laughs> let's hope for good thoughts and good vibes. But let's get into our season now, right? Yes. And, and so I know Randy, you threw out a few different like segment ideas uh, before we do a rundown of what happened this past week in week one of fantasy football. Uh, what were some, some of those like quick topics you wanted to talk about? Uh, I think, you know, I just wanted to, to reflect on like, you know, what, what is your strategy as you come into this year, right? Like year 13, neither of us have, have won a championship because Kristen's taking them all away from everyone. But I mean, how do I, how do I get into this position to be in that, being that, you know, like first off the draft order out, I, I didn't, ah, I was like, man, is there incentive for, for someone to, to chip a little, a little harder to put me in 12th or what, what was going on with that, with that draft order? I, I trust, I trust everyone in assessing that draft order, but you know, there could have been some more incentive to knock someone else. Well, I, I think I think all of the guys who hit balls like didn't really end up in a a good position. And so I think that kind of speaks to like we didn't we definitely didn't do anything to set ourselves up. And we were hung over in the morning. And what Leo was doing was Leo was pulling out a random golf ball and he'd be like, green too. And then I'd be like, that's Randy. And then we just named all 12. And then we didn't end up hitting the balls for like 20 minutes later. So I had no clue 
whose ball was whose. And then we just threw them all on the ground and we walked up and each person hit um, three or four balls. And uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say a lot of those early draft picks were, were certainly chipped by me. <laughs> if you got number 12, you, you, you got, you got one of those shanks. I know there was one ball that got shanked like way over the green. That must've been you. I, I can't remember who, who uh, is responsible for, for sending you over, over the home run wall, but uh, they, they did you a nice little 12 pick favor. What, what was your strategy, Randy? If you had the last pick, how did you approach the draft then? My draft is very different this year because we are in a half point PPR this year. Our first year doing, or I don't know if it's our first year, maybe we were PPR in the past, but we're back at a half point PPR. So the strategy is a little bit different. Uh, I went wide receiver heavy. And I think you called out the draft. I, I drafted a quarterback earlier than like I normally would ever draft a quarterback, right? I think this league, uh, the bonus points that are, are set in uh, our league to if you get 400 pass yards like you're going to get that bonus point so you want to get that top tier quarterback because after those four to five quarterbacks it drops off pretty significantly uh, so I think my strategy changed in I think it was called out about quarterback drafting and I went super run, uh, wide receiver heavy uh, and so I think that was that was my main strategy I actually followed something really similar. I, I've, I've, for uh, years now, I've kind of followed your lead. I, a long time ago, you told me your, your quarterback strategy, and I followed that. Like, you can just wait for a long time. I think it screwed me over a lot last year because I ended up getting Ben Roethlisberger, and that was just uh, uh, just a clown shoes for the entire season. And so uh, I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get someone good. And I got Allen. was just okay, but I expect him – to uh, have have a bounce back year. I mean, there there's so much talk about him being a uh, MVP candidate. I really hope they they have some type of bounce back, or or maybe they just do what the Buffalo Bills do and and they don't. I I'm so confused about a bounce back year because Josh Allen was one game away from the Super Bowl. So I'm like kind of confused about when you say a bounce back year for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, not I didn't played... mean, I yeah I didn't mean bounce back year, but like. <laughs> Uh, they will they consist can continue their success that they have that uh that our generation really has never seen before right like some of the older generations saw the Buffalo Bills in the four years that they lost the Super Bowl in a row which um you know for, must, they must have been doing something right they must have been an impressive team back then but uh, all of us listening to the pod really haven't experienced a Buffalo team like that uh, but it's kind of it's kind of different yeah. right because we also got a Cleveland Browns team that that is decent. And so uh, the, the times are changing on the NFL landscape. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy was at my house drafting and when my quarterback pick came, I picked Jalen Hurts and he was like, really? Aaron Rodgers still on the board. We all know what happened week one. I don't think that's sustainable for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be just fine, but I'm banking on the boom with with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's going to be a boom or bust. And I mean, the Eagles had a great first game. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Week one usually doesn't really mean very much, right? A, a lot of the, the armchair analysts and quarterbacks will make a big deal because they have to after week one, but I know a lot of times it doesn't mean a lot. So uh, in the spirit of making a lot out of nothing for week one, let's, let's make a few predictions, Randy, uh, for the season. 
So I, I'm kind of dropping you on this. Uh, w- one of the question is, um, we'll go, we'll come to the hot take. Let's do the hot take last. But for my first prediction from you, give me the two people who are going to make it to the finals and who's your predicted winner. Oh man. Um, if I had to pick right now, I would say Ian is definitely one of my championship teams. I think Ian had the best draft. I think whoever, I think you, I blame you because you chipped him in amazing chip for the number one pick. And when you give Ian the number one pick, Ian is someone that will draft an amazing team via auto draft. And you gave him the number one pick manually, like we're in for a wild ride. Um, and then I, man, it's tough. I don't know who the, the second team is. Uh, I, I do like, I do like Leo's team, um, but he let me down last year. He was my favorite last year and uh, and let me down. So I don't know. I'm going to ride my team. I'm going my team in the championship because I like my team. It's not sexy, but it's going to get there. The wins are going to come. All right. So me, me versus Ian. And if I don't say my name, I look like a biatch. So I'm taking the championship. Well, in in the spirit of picking and you always picking yourself and me never picking myself, uh, which was rightfully so last year because my season. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a FaceTime call on my phone. I should have uh, snoozed myself. Um, in, in the spirit of that consistency, I'm also going to pick Ian. He's our consensus number one pick right now. He put up 153 points in the first game. You just like, you can't argue with that. Um, that's a crap load of points. Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I wanted to make sure I picked someone who lost in week one. And we like to give him a hard time. But I am taking the law, Mr. Daniel Hansen from Arizona as Man. the other one in the finals. I think he picked not as many Redbirds, so it's not going to be a boom or bust. He's got a little bit more diversity in his lineup this year. And, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think he's going to make it to the finals as well. And then I'm, I'm sticking Ian. Ian's got to be the front runner. He's going to win. Hey, that's a great pick. Daniel – um the law by joven musk i mean he switched from he switched from blood to crypt you know he went from red birds to blue birds <laughs> with that stack in in russ and dk so you did uh, go real heavy on the bluebirds i should have thought about that so you know we'll see that's a good stack i mean he's still heavy in, in arizona he's all in right chase Edmonds. um let's see christian kirk rondo moore aj green he's still pretty heavily yeah. it's just a it's just he should change his name to the purple birds. Like it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a big bird that's, that's out there, but yeah, uh, that's a great pick. I think, I think the Lobs picked a, a very good team this year. All right. And so for your other prediction, who is going to be the ultimate loser? Who's getting last place this season? Man, you know how people, you know, how Drake says zero to a hundred real quick. I think hundred to zero is coming even quicker for Kristen because I'm predicting Kristen to be the toilet bowl champ. Oh, shots fired. That is a hot take from hero to zero. Kristen, I hope you're out there listening. He thinks you're going to get last place. But I mean, when you got two trophies, uh, you can take a year off. I think that's really not that big of a deal because – for, for 
she she she's got trash talking abilities over us for a minimum of two years so um i think a minimum of every year until we win a championship <laughs> um look looking this over they got the i believe the least amount of points of the league which you can see the points are having a big difference this year on the changes that we've made. Every single person was over a hundred points. Uh, where last year we were, everyone was kind of like hovering around that. Everyone, a lot of people cleared that number pretty easily. So we're going to have to make that adjustment, but the mannequins barely passed a hundred points. And I'm uh, even though she's got everyone's man, Justin Herbert, I'm just not convinced that her lineup with, uh, Adams could be a little sketchy this year. We'll see what happens with Green Bay if they have a bounce back after their horrible game. Um, Robinson, we'll see who's throwing him the ball. And then Jacobs seems like I've gotten nine notifications that Jacobs has been questionable and then healthy and then questionable and healthy in the last two weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, my prediction is the mannequins are going to be the the loser kittens at the end of the season. The loser kitten. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that is, a uh, an accurate, an accurate good call for sure. <laughs> so you, you already took your hot take as, uh, the defend two time defending champion going to get last place. So for you guys listening, as we have each of you on the show, we are going to request a hot take from each one of you every single week we have you on the show. Uh, just to like stir up the pot and have a little uh, friendly banter. Uh, maybe we'll we'll uh, do something with all those hot takes at the end of the season if uh, we're really motivated with the show. I have I have one more hot take. Yep. And my hot take, the kind of opposite of what your toilet bowl prediction is, is that the Phillips duo will both make the playoffs. Ooh, that's a good that's a good prediction as well. Dang, so you think the mannequins who put up 100 points are going to spring back to life and get into the playoffs? I'm hoping for it. And not only that, her significant other is joining. Touchdown Breeze has had a great first week, so um, Mikey is looking really good there. Um, an- another segment I want to do, just let's highlight some of the name changes that happened this season because name changes rarely happen in this league. Some of these names, I've had my name, Mr. Prez, every single, I've never changed my name and I changed my name to the COVIDiots this year. Uh, some other ones we got on here, we got The Law by Javon Musk. So it's a little, a little updated. And uh, I'm, there's uh, The Champ is now no longer in Los Angeles. So now they are the LA dropouts now in Portland. And that's it. I thought there was one more, but that, that was it. What? Over and, your, and, and your team name. And my team name. And your team name. Let's, let's, well, what year was it? Was it last year or the year before we you changed your name to reflect every matchup? There was that oh, year yeah. where you changed your name. The record for the most name changes in a year probably has to go to you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Cause I totally forgot that I used to do that. That was the way I used to troll everyone. Maybe I'll get back to, to doing that. That was, that was a fun time. Um, all right. Well, you got any more segments or should we go break down these games? Let's go break down. I'm sure everyone wants to hear about their team and us talking about their team. 
<laughs> All right, let's start. The first game I got up here on the roster, and, and to let you guys know, we're going to try to move faster on these breakdowns. We're not going to get so winded anymore on on the game breakdowns. You guys know what happened and, and what's going to go. But let's start with the commissioner's game. On the very first game of the season, we got Obus Chunks going against Ryan's team, twin the day, the final score. Or let's talk about the projections. The projections were very close across the board. Uh, and we're seeing that maybe that's going to be a consistency because uh, we're seeing that in week two as well. Projected going into the game, Oba was a three-point favorite with 123 versus Ryan's 120. Um, Leo overshot the projection, and Ryan Brockhart fell way short of the projection. And so Oba Chunks wins 129, or almost 130, to Ryan's 102, almost 103. So, Randy, what is the one point that you're noticing from this box score that you want to highlight? And it's the QB difference, right? Kyler Murray put up a 40-piece, and Aaron Rodgers put up negative 6.8 points. Point six eight points, right? We ta- uh, There was a joke, I guess, on Monday night that Marcus Mariota, in his one play, had more, more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers. Right? That's the biggest game changer. And I think the, te- the players didn't live up on his end. So we'll see how he bounces back next week. Yeah. I mean, he still put up a hundred piece with a negative quarterback. So he could have competed a lot more, right? Like even a, a 20 point game, which is pretty normal for Aaron Rodgers, would have put him in the game. I think you're totally right. That one, that one hurts. Uh, but also in hindsight really isn't like totally unexpected. Aaron Rodgers went on like every single television show and podcast you could possibly imagine i feel like that guy's got a new clip every day from some show uh doing way more uh surfing in hawaii and california and hitting the the media rounds playing golf in the match versus uh playing football so we'll see ryan's really gonna hope that he can have a bounce back hopefully hopefully he gets off his uh hosting jeopardy gig and then comes back to (laughs) have a bounce back game all right um let's go to game two we're talking about touchdown breezes versus the la dropouts when we're talking about projections mikey had a nine point advantage in projections with 131 to kristen's 122 and once again or now i guess really not once again uh mikey almost hit that projection perfectly with 132 points and the la dropouts really missed the target on this one with only 104 points. That's maybe less than she averaged all of last season uh, in all of her games in a league that is going to score more points. It was not a great showing for Kristen. So Randy, what's your one thing? And I think Kristen built her team around the foundation of last year's team, right? Her killer, her killer team members were Mike Davis, James Robinson and Patrick Mahomes. So she thought the blueprint was there again. And got to remember, Mike Davis is not on the Carolina Panthers anymore. So we'll see how, we'll see how they bounce back from, from all of that. But if we look at that foundation, uh, Patty Mahomes does his thing, right? But um, James Robinson and Mike Davis didn't live up to last year's hype. Yeah, don't call him Patty Mahomes, but he, uh, he Mahomes real hard this week. With another comeback he win, did. just making Cleveland – do Cleveland things. All right. To the third game, we have Ian versus Rachel flying high versus the mannequins uh, projected 
Ian was at 129 points versus Rachel's 117 points. And they both couldn't have got further away from their projections. Ian smashed his projections with 153 points. My goodness. And the mannequins, as we mentioned earlier, very lousy, 100.88 points. Not a good showing over there. Randy, what was the difference maker here? You gave Ian the number one draft pick. (laughs) He drafts very well. And this shows, right? Like Tom Brady is matchup proof in his 20 years. Doesn't matter who he plays against. He's going to put up amazing, consistent numbers. And when you have CMC and Gronk, like what a stack. Tom Brady and Gronk, what a stack. That's a great stack to have. I will say I do think that Rachel's team bounces back really hard. It's unfortunate because that would be against me this week, but I think her team bounces back really hard this week. She's going to need it. And, yeah, that Tom Brady Gronk, he's going to be throwing two touchdowns to Gronk every week. It is going to be a very good season for Ian. I feel like Gronk can be hit or miss. Brady's got so many targets, but uh, it's unbelievable what Tom Brady can do. Well, I watched that game. It was so fun to like just having Thursday night football back. It was like, oh, like we're ready. And Tom Brady does what he does. He gets the ball back with one minute, drives him down, scores, game over. See you, Dallas. This was the most entertaining Thursday and Monday night football like set I have in one week that I've ever experienced. Like Thursday night was an awesome game. Monday night, which I'm sure we'll get to later, was it? awesome game it was just like madness all around yeah that that monday night game was just i i I know we were all in the text thread for the people who look at the text thread uh there was just so much on the line and yeah we'll talk about that uh here since since that is the topic we will do your game next the closest game this was a burner it was crazy how monday night football put so much on the line and they just dangled that little carrot in front of you and the law all night. It was crazy. We went like 30 minutes with you guys, one point, all these possessions and just very little movement. So Randy, hell yeah, fried rice was going against, I almost said Jay because his name says Jay down here. Uh, Jonathan Daniel Hansen. Uh, Make sure you spell Hansen correctly, by the way. (laughs) The law versus hell yeah, fried rice projected the law was a 10-point favorite with 129 points versus Randy's 119. But Randy squeaks out the win, 128 to 127. Randy, what happened in this game? What was it like for you to watch Monday Night Football and just see possession after possession, no points getting scored? I was stressing out, right, to be up 20. 22 and a half points going into Monday night. No players left except Waller to baller. Then he gets 19 targets. And just the way that ended every moment, like I just knew my, my day was over. Like Daniel was going to get the win every single moment. And then greatness happened in Derek Carr giving it to Zay Jones for a touchdown. And it was, oh my gosh, it was exhilarating to watch, stressful to watch, but I'm glad we squeaked out a one-point victory. Literally one point on the dot. And Waller, I think it's, I think he got 19 targets. And yeah, he just yep. kind of like 
Uh, I think they were double teaming him for the entire overtime. So they just made sure like David Carr has got to beat us with somebody else. Uh, he, he found that somebody else. And then they finally uh, got the job done. Uh, they, they made it real difficult though, right? You get the ball in like the one inch line and then just took, you know, four plays after that to finally get it done. After they had that weird yeah, moment yeah. where like on second down, they were going to kick that like 50 yard field goal. And then they get the penalty and call it back. And then uh, Carr ends up getting that long pass. Oh, man, it was just such a wild game. I think you're right. Just like between Thursday and Monday, like both those games coming down to the wire was so exciting. It was it was very good for the football ratings. I'm sure um, the NFL Definitely. executives were very, very happy about that one. Definitely. Definitely. I think there was some play for potentially even Jeremy, too, in his matchup. Yeah, I think he was saying in tech strike. So he's saying there's a chance. I think there was a chance for him because that game went to overtime. Uh, but let's let's get into that matchup next. Yeah, so that's my matchup. I was going against Jeremy. Password is Taco versus the COVIDiots. Uh, projection, Jeremy was a four-point favorite with 129 versus my 125. And uh, it, it went down to the wire as well. He had Lamar Jackson. And I had Andrews at tight end. So every time Lamar dropped back to pass, I was just like, throw it to Andrews, throw it to Andrews, throw it to Andrews. He pretty much like never threw it to Andrews. Andrews only got three <laughs> catches. Uh, but even when we were in the overtime, I was like, this is the moment that you go to your most reliable guy, um, the guy that you have history with. And he really didn't. And he fumbled it right there at the end. And so the fumble actually took away some points. So I know I ended up winning 114 to 109 but it was so much closer there. And when Derek Carr in overtime uh, gave the ball back to Baltimore, it was like, this is over. Like he's going to, he's going to get three or 30, 40 yards and he's either going to get a touchdown or whatnot. And Jeremy and I were going back and forth because I was just like, run the ball, run the ball, like get the ball to the 35 and kick the field goal. And Jeremy loses by two and it all works well. And that game just went back and forth and back and forth. And I know Jeremy thought he was over like six times in that. And then uh, Lamar got the ball back or did he get the ball back twice or only once, but then he fumbled it. And uh, yeah, just really, really let him down. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting matchup. It was a wild game in the fact that there were still two, potentially three matchups that were still in play on that, on that Monday night it was pretty awesome to see. So I think a lot of activity more than a normal Monday night football within the text group. Yeah, there was a lot on the line. And I know uh, Jeremy sent this in the thread as well. His big mistake of the week is he didn't start Antonio Brown. And I really think Antonio Brown was maybe the steal of the entire draft. I don't remember what round he got him in, but he got him really late. And uh, all the talk is that Antonio Brown is back. Like he is healthier than ever. He's, uh, you know, staying in a Casa de Tom Brady and who knows, he could just absolutely have like comeback player of the year mode on. And that could be very, very big. I, I imagine that Jeremy is going to put him up in the starting roster this week. Oh yeah, for sure. Over Robbie Anderson. I think he will pick Antonio Brown nine times out of 10. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. All right. We got the Going last, forward. the last game of the week is Eric Paradis, clever team name, versus Lauren Goman's Tim Tebow's Jorts, some very long-standing team names 
on this one. These, these ones, I mean, these are like, we're talking about like 10 years of these names. Um, I, I feel like there's something there with Tim Tebow's George says like Tim Tebow with him getting a tryout, but I, I don't got anything clever right now. This was a very close. Tim Tebow's George. Tim Tebow's George name is as legendary as Tom Brady's NFL career, right? Like <laughs> it's lasted so long that Tim Tebow almost had another shot to be in the league. Yeah, that, I, I think that was a bit of a scam, honestly. Maybe he should have, uh, e- either the pickings were that small, but uh, Jacksonville looks absolutely horrendous this year. The fact that they got blown out by what was thought of the worst team, the team that's quarterback has been uh, swallowed by just disgusting controversy all summer. I mean, naming some of these guys on Houston is not very easy. And so for them to just smoke Jacksonville is not a good look. I couldn't believe that Urban Meyer was already rumored on the U- for the USC job one week after. But from what I've heard from Urban Meyer is that um, the pros is just a very different job than in college. Like when you're in college, the recruiting schedule is such a grind. Like it's one thing to play your 11 or your 12 games and to manage all of these teenagers and kids. Uh, But then you're also for the rest of the season, like constantly on calls for recruiting or visiting kids or having kids come visit you. Uh, It's just a very different uh, type of person to deal with. And I'm curious, that makes me think now that these teenagers are, some of them are going to be millionaires with the new NIL rules, like uh, Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau this weekend looked like a millionaire. I think I said that to you. I was like, damn, that guy is the coolest guy in all of college football right now. He's got those like 1990 shades, just like in his track gear. I'm like, man, he looks like a millionaire. And uh, that's going to that's gonna change the dynamic. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a tangent here. Um, <laughs> but back to the game. Clever team name was a one-point favorite over Tim Tebow's Jorts going into it, and he pulled out the win. They both missed their projections, though. Uh, Eric won 118 to Lawrence 105. Quarterbacks absolutely lit it up in this game. Randy, what'd you see? Um, I think the biggest difference was Zeke. I think Zeke, uh, he got his uh, snaps in. He played on, I think, about 80% of the snaps. But just wasn't able to produce. It wasn't in his favor. It was a right. It was a very pass-heavy game. I think he bounces back really hard. And um, nothing to look look over Tim Tebow's George's shoulder. I think she'll uh, bounce back pretty hard next week. But good win for Eric. Yeah, very good first first week win. And I think from from all the talk about Ezekiel Elliott, like he's going to be all right. Supposedly he's looking real real lean and mean. And they'll figure it out. And if if uh, Dak Prescott is going to keep throwing the ball real well, that usually has a really good balance. Uh, you know, one of them every week is going to do real well because either they're going to run real well or, or they're going to pack the box and he's going to throw really well. Um, it'll be very yeah. interesting to watch them. And uh, Eric, I will say um, for any of your future wins that you get, make sure you screenshot your team. Um, show and tag Austin Eckler, and you'll be in a running to win one of his signed jerseys every week on Instagram or Twitter. Just want to put it out there because you got Austin Eckler, and he's all about fantasy football. Dude, it's got to be crazy to be a player and like understand all of this gambling and debate that goes on on your stats. Like, it's impossible not to understand. Like, oh, I got one rush TD and 57 yards, right? And I put up 11 points. 
right? Like how that affects you psychologically and, uh, you know, become, you become more of an individual than a team player sometimes. And that can be kind of a problem, but, um, that's pretty cool that he's doing that. I mean, it's a way to feed into your crowd and your mentions and, and get more people talking about you. And in this day and age, like the more mentions that you have online, the more sponsorship opportunity that you have, the more followers that you get, uh, at, that's just future income for Austin Eckler when he's not playing football. Yeah, he's actually a Yahoo fantasy football analyst. He's an official Yahoo fantasy football analyst. He's on like their shows now and very interesting to see. And I didn't even know that was legal. Like, I guess he's not betting, so he's okay. But like, that sounds a yeah. little fishy. Like if I was Herbert, I'd be like, dude, like let's win some games. Like if they start losing or he starts playing bad, um, it's going to be interesting to see if him creating that content and being part of those shows is, is a disruption, but if they win, they got Monday and Tuesday off. And I guess he can do the show on his day off. Maybe that's why Herbert didn't pass to him last week. I mean, he got no <laughs> pass targets. Herbert is pissed at Eckler. <laughs> I mean, we, we should give a shout out to Justin Herbert just in general, because uh, they played, I believe they played at Washington, right? It was at Washington and Washington's like a top five defense and they got the job done. Uh, maybe it wasn't the best game playing against more or less the backup quarterback, but to go on the road in week one, roll on Justin Herbert. Let's keep uh, getting those dubs. I know we're all rooting for him. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, that wraps up all of week one. Half the teams are undefeated. The other half all defeated. Oh, uh, Is that uh, work? <laughs> um, or, or, all half the teams are Owen. Owen who? Owen one. That was just the, <laughs> the best tweet. What a what a troll. So you you only get that troll. I guess I guess until they win, you could do that troll. But I wonder if that guy's just been like holding that tweet all summer, praying, knowing that Cleveland always seems to lose their first game anyways. Maybe he's been tweeting it at them every year because they always lose the first game and they finally uh, sucked in and had their viral moment. It was a not not a good look for Cleveland Twitter there. I feel like they were trying to do something nice too. They were just like, yeah, oh, and like we'll send him a jersey. And uh you think it's real though? You don't, don't think, think it's real? real? I don't know if it's real. Like who who responds back saying Owen oh, who? Like who really what what professional sports team, their social media person really gonna reply back Owen oh, who? It's very feasible it could be, but I'm just saying it seems it seems a little sus, seems a little photoshopped to get get the juices flowing. I I love the sportsmanship of it. It's got a lot of attention. I don't know if it's completely real. Hey, that's 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 not uh wrong to call out at all. I mean, people do like to fake that kind of stuff. But it, it, I mean, more props to the social media team if they can be that self-deprecating um to invent that go on uh, Photoshop and like create this thing and put it out there. That's it, it, honestly more impressive to me if they faked it. Um, but got the best of them, I guess. Uh, too bad Owen is not going to get that free jersey. It sure seemed like he was going to get a free jersey. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Austin Eckler will, will, will hook him up. <laughs> All right. Any uh, conclusions after week one, Randy? Man, I think. Uh... We just had our waiver session, right? Like, uh, obviously, the biggest probably 
talk with Eli Mitchell after Raheem Mostert went out. Um, luckily, because I drafted 12th because of whoever's terrible shank, I got the number one waiver priority. So picked up Eli Mitchell. Uh, any other significant pickups this week? I saw uh, that you dropped see. your starting tight end already. Yeah, for I'm all in on the on the Chargers offense, and I think this week the Chargers offense is going to blow up against the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if you heard about the Cowboys, like the Marcus Lawrence is out for the year with a broken foot, and so their pass rush is just going to be kind of not the sauce. And I think that they're going to get lit up, especially with how they did against the Bucks last week. Yeah, I think that's a a, a pretty stable prediction on your part. All right, so we are we going to do picks for next week? Let's do picks. Let's do picks. The picks are crazy. We're, I'm looking at projections right now. I, I don't know who's changed their lineups, but the they're all so close. Right now, the first game is three points difference, four points difference, three. There's, a, there's one that is two-tenths points difference. Uh, there's a blowout, 119 to 133. And another four points difference. So these picks are uh, way up in the air. So let's start with the first game. We got let's do with the with the big difference. We got flying high versus Tim Tebow's jorts. Who are you picking? Oh man, I gotta go flying high. I think uh, you can't stop this right now. Um, I look at players that will potentially have bounce back games for Lauren, and I do think that Zeke has a bounce back game, but I don't see anyone on Ian's team like regress maybe Gronk but not enough like he's not like projected double digits anyway so going Ian all right Randy don't forget to go uh put your picks on Yahoo right now it looks like uh there's nine players remaining to make picks and uh right now 61 percent have picked flying high so maybe someone picked Tim Tebow's jorts on the upside on that one no, man, that's completely different. That means there's nine players, nine nine starters on on your lineups, brother. Oh shit. So that means that there you have you have nine players that are playing. Oh, that played. Oh man. Um, and the favorite percentage is just based off the projection. Uh, I'm glad I got you here because clearly I don't know what the frick I'm talking about. All right. Um, <laughs> but don't forget if you're out there listening to this nonsense to uh, go on Yahoo and join us on our picks every single week. Uh, maybe we'll make something a little bit more fun out of it. All right. Game two is Oba Chunks versus Touchdown Breezes. Leo is a four. Wait, did you make did you make your pick I did. for last matchup? Yeah, for Ian. Oh, you pick Ian as well? Yes. Cool. Leo here is a four-point favorite. Both of these teams are one and oh. Randy, who do you think is gonna stay undefeated? Hmm. This is uh this is a good matchup. This is a close matchup. Um. Oh snap! I think uh, I think Leo's gonna win. I think Leo's gonna win. I think Aaron Jones has a big bounce back game, and I think he's gonna exceed his projection tremendously. Um, so I'm going with Leo. I do really like Leo. Something I'm noticing about Michael's team right now: almost all of them are playing on the road. Only his defense and his kicker are playing at home. Um, I was going to pick Michael, but I'm seeing that, and I don't like that. So I am also taking Oba Chunks to win. Um, Kyler Murray at home versus Minnesota. 
should light it up. All right, That's next game, we've got clever team name versus the LA dropouts. This is the closest projected matchup of the week. However, clever team name at the moment does not have a defense. Uh, so Eric, if you're out there, maybe you get that Cleveland D who's hosting Houston up. And if that's the case, then Eric actually gets 12 more points. Um, so Eric actually is a 12 point favorite in this, but right now the projected uh, difference looks a little bit more even. And so uh, because of that, and because I'm not high on Kristen and since she's back-to-back champions, I think Kristen's going to go back-to-back losses here. I'm taking clever team name. <laughs> hey man, we're so, we're so uh, aligned on the same, same week. Right That's now. right. We got, we, got a few, going, we got a few more. I'm also going Eric too. Uh, I think that Eckler has a big game versus Dallas. I'm like all in on the Chargers this week because I think Dallas is just, it's going to be a shootout because their defense is not good. And then Patty Mahomes is going to pass it to Travis Kelsey, who Eric has. So I think it's, uh, that's going to be a wash and even out. So it's going to be good, but I think that, uh, I think that Eric pulls out the win and the defending champion is going 0-2. All right. The next game is uh, two teams that are 0-1. Who's going to get their first victory? we got Twin the Day versus Password is Taco. As of right now, Ryan is a three-point projected favorite. Who are you taking here? Oh, I'm going Twin the Day. I think that we want to talk about bounce back and the media circus that Aaron Rodgers has gone through to say, hey, like people are probably talking a bunch of shit about him on Monday night football home opener Aaron Rodgers going ham. So I'm going with twin today. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get like 40, 45 points on Monday night. I think you are totally right with that. Aaron Rodgers Monday night football against the Detroit kittens there. It's just not good. It's not going to be good for, for Detroit, but in the spirit of competition, I will take, Jeremy for this win. Maybe Lamar Jackson gets lucky and they beat Kansas City at home and uh, he just makes something happen surprisingly. Uh, or maybe New England playing at the New York Jets gets six pick sixes and just blows it out, <laughs> blows it out of the water. All right, let's do your game, Randy. You are going against, you mentioned this earlier, the mannequins with Rachel. Uh, the projection for Owen one, Rachel is actually projected at 122 points. Randy, you have 118 projected points. Um, you, you put money on yourself or what? I am putting money on myself. Again, my team isn't, isn't sexy, but it's going to scrap together and overachieve, which is exactly what they did last week. I had to take, give the boot to my tight end because they couldn't get any points. And so like I mentioned, we're all in on the Chargers this week. So Jared Cook is going to get his first touchdown of the season. So he's going to be the difference maker in my matchup. Ooh, and and maybe that'll work out. Or how many? You don't have that many Chargers, do you? You only got one, right? Yeah, I'm just all in on the team this week. Uh, okay, because you're going against Justin Herbert, so you are really hoping that all those touchdowns go to Cook. Ooh, I put mannequins last, so I got to take you, Randy, on this one um, just to be consistent with my previous pick. 
And the it's last either game, I barely win, it's either I barely beat Rachel or Rachel completely smokes me because I think Herbert is going to have a hell of a game this week. And so I need Jalen Hurts to have a similar game. I have all. Because she has a good team. The Chargers are opening up at that uh, stadium with fans in it. So we will see, are the Chargers fans going to show up to this brand new stadium? Uh, because their attendance is very iffy historically. And so, but that stadium looked amazing for the Rams game. So I'm hoping that uh, the turn, I'm expecting the turnout to be real big. I think the, the talk was that they were selling a lot of tickets for the Chargers. Uh, it's a nice one. You, you got Justin Herbert, right? And they they really are looking good. And so we'll see what happens. All right, the last game is my team, Covidiots versus The Law. The person I picked to be in the finals. As of right now, I'm a three-point favorite. First time in like two years that I've been a favorite in fantasy football. Randy, are you picking me or are you picking The Law? Man, I would be a Covidiot if I picked you. <laughs> I'm going with The Law. Bye. Jovan Musk, I think uh, Derrick Henry will bounce back. And, I mean, Darren Wall had 19 targets in week one. Like, you just can't – you can't stop that. That's hard. Like, you think they're going to have another hard game. And um, you have a good team. But I just think uh, the law going to pull it out. All right. Well, for the first time ever on this podcast, I am picking myself to win. I am feeling good about Josh Allen going down to Miami, lighting it up getting back in a groove, getting the dub, and uh, hopefully it goes well. I know I didn't really say, or I talked about hopefully Baltimore winning with Kansas City on the road, but I guess I really don't want that because uh, I need the cheetah to go off in Baltimore. So, uh, yeah, you know, why be consistent on this podcast? Because that's worthless. All right, picking myself. All my picks are in. <laughs> For the rest of you guys out there listening, please jump on Yahoo!, and uh, make those picks too. I think that'd be fun if there was more of us picking these games. It just gives us a little bit more data. It'd be fun. Uh, I think Eric even put a, a little bet out there. Maybe we'll get that working um, if, if more of you guys make picks. So please make those picks. And we'll try to get the podcast out. We're yeah. getting it out kind of late this week, but we're going to start recording on uh, Mondays. So hopefully we'll have the pod out for like on Monday evening for you guys. Uh, so you can get it in before the Thursday game locks everyone in hopefully we'll have a, a guest a guest come through on monday night so look forward to that i heard also via the pickums that eric has offered his team name as the prize so hopefully we'll have a new team name for him jk but i'm excited for for this year um, this season of the pod look forward to speaking with every single one of you fellow gms in year 13 Good luck to everyone so far, and uh, except Kristen, um, except you. Sorry, Kristen but, uh, is going to be the team that gets hated on this season. Oh, who, right. who was it? Who was it last year? Was it Jeremy last year? No, it was Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Super hard on, on Daniel. Yeah, but LA dropout slash the Portland San Juan Seltzers. Portland. Oh yeah, the San Juan Seltzers. <laughs> my that's uh Kristen's unofficial team name <laughs> all right well that concludes it for randy and connor here the week one season two of the aksi fantasy football podcast randy got any last words and you and i and you and i let's go